0: the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401 392 1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. Call lawn doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 on DePetro on am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website it's dipetro.com well the scandal uh that is fully engulfed rhode island senator sheldon white house i i don't see it coming to an end um he is trying to hold tough tight right now folks they are in the bunker they're hoping that this is just going to blow over uh but i already see online he's being called senator sheldon white club The fact of the matter is um it is an all-white club and the hypocrisy of here you have a progressive woke senator who's always talking about george floyd and black lives matter and he does that during the week and then on weekends he goes and hangs out at an all-white club now that is not a rhode island tradition uh it's it's a disgrace but he has a decision to make because uh, this is not going to go away. And then even if he it does go away, uh, or he says, I'm no longer going to go to the club, Well, his wife is still a member and his kids are still members. So it is the ultimate privilege. When they talk about white privilege, um, Bailey's Beach Club is the epitome of beyond just white privilege, but privilege itself. And there is certainly a problem within the Democrat Party of the elitism so that they a lot of democrats try to act as though they're the every person but they like to say that but then in reality when they can on their weekends they like to escape into their own you know private uh, places of privilege and there's none better example of that than rhode island senator sheldon white club sheldon white house and bailey's and just the fact that he has to trot out Rhode Island congressmen uh, David Cicilline and Jim Langevin to try to defend him and it's it's a weak defense uh White House Senator White House first started to say you know this is uh the right wing going after me no no it's not it was his own words uh then some people saying this is all the Republicans and dark money going after him uh no it's not it's his own words it's him saying uh the club have tried to make changes but none so far and uh and well you know my wife is really the owner and not me and it's a long-standing rhode island tradition to have these clubs that are all white clubs his are the words that have inflamed this now he's trotting out people like cicilline and langevin to say you know i know it's hard and he's not like that again it has to do with his membership in the club no one is saying he said something uh he he was friendly with president obama there's but, but the hypocrisy, folks, if this had been Judge Brett Kavanaugh and Sheldon Whitehouse when he was grilling him that way, you can only imagine the way he would have gone after him. Or Justice Amy Coney Barrett. That's the hypocrisy and the fraud that comes in. Now, another story that I want to address your attention to, our parents are starting to get arrested for speaking out against critical race theory. And there's a story in Charahoe that a man got up, you can see the story in the video right there on the website, topetro.com, where uh, a man got up at the Charahol School Committee and started complaining about critical race theory being taught and what they're teaching. And suddenly the school committee shut him down and said, you're going to put your mask on. And he said, I'm talking. They said, we don't care. You're going to put your mask on. And he apparently said, listen, the mask mandate in Rhode Island is over. And they said, that's it. Officer, remove him. And they arrested the guy right there speaking out against critical race theory and folks these types of measures are where see that's the mo that's their game plan if you ever have a parent or someone that speaks up their method it's all about intimidation it's all we have to we're not going to try to win the argument what we're going to do is just shut down the discussion much like do you notice that people like mayor lorza and aoc they they have no interest in winning especially locally in rhode island they don't want to win legitimate elections they don't try to win legitimate discussions their method of winning is just shutting the whole thing down that's how they operate now folks i think another big uh good indication is what's going on in new york city with this eric adams it looks like he's going to be the next mayor of new york uh it's it's ironic that last summer Because of all the unrest, because of the defund the police people, the city now is going to elect someone who's a former police officer who said as mayor he would carry a gun. So all the defund the police talk and protest, it's like a boomerang effect. It's doing just the opposite. It's raising, rising crime, and then people are voting on crime. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time 336-7801 again 508-336-7801 you focus on your business let MEGA professionals help you find the workers meager professionals 508-336-7801
2: have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business inovast.com spring is here time to
1: contact bethel certified softwash you can text jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585 bethel certified softwash they have a great website it's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com outside your home Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel. B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's Rhode RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel certified soft wash and power wash. Listening to the John DeVitro Show weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2.00. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. Joining him right now, he is a columnist for the Boston Globe. His name is uh, Dan McGowan. And it would seem that a certain columnist of the Globe has had a uh, taken a sec- second look at Mayor Lors's pension bailout plan. And Dan McGowan, so far, you give it, I think, the basically the, the biggest boost or element of support that, that I've seen so far.
3: Well, that's a scary thing, John, when you consider the chances of it of it getting passed, right? Um, you know, it's funny, you and I have talked about this for, for a bunch of weeks now and um, I've really kind of held back on opining whether or not it is the right move or the wrong move. And I still, I'll admit, I know the pension system inside and out. I'm not a financial expert, but I, I really feel like I know it. Um, I'm still on the fence if there is a definite you know, absolutely they should, you know, borrow $700 million. I have lots of questions about, you know, how it would work, whether the state should actually step in and kind of control investments, things like that. Lots of stuff in the weeds. What I do think though, is what we've gotten lost in is sort of the very on brand move by Mara Lorza to kind of roll this out with few endorsements late in the session uh, you know, they're not going to get anywhere in, in, in lawmakers to their, uh, I suppose this is, it's, it's okay that they feel this way, but lawmakers just can't get past the fact that it came in in mid-May. Where have you been for the last few months? You know, we could have used you. When I look at this plan, I see, I, again, I have lots of questions about it, but I also look at the long-term problems that Providence has. And this thing is not going away. I mean, when you think about Think about this next year, next fiscal year, the city's gonna have to pay 93 and a half million dollars to its pension system. That's just money out the door, right? Mm. That's literally wow. your tax base. You know, it's Ooh. a huge chunk almost it's actually, I think it's almost 25% of your tax base goes right to wow. the, the pension fund. That number is going to be in 10 years, will be 150 million dollars oh. a year, wow. right? So they have real challenges and they need to be addressed i don't think you get it done in this session what i wrote in my column today not exactly the most bold call ever but you know the state should step in should study study this create a commission that is a serious group of people what we don't need is you know, three hearings on how Buddy Cianci is to blame, and then right. three hearings from the firefighters talking about, you know, how great they are, right? You need real serious people. Think, you know, a Mike DBA from from the RIPAC or Ernie Almonte, the former Auditor General. People like that to come in, really kind of get around a table, and then issue bold recommendations. They, they should l- look at this bond. They should look at, you know, selling the water supply, uh they should look at bankruptcy, right? They should, they should really study these things. Um, and I think the state has a better ability to do that than let's say the Providence City Council, right? The the city council's not, these guys are not financial experts. Absolutely not. And so and so if you do it from the state level, I think you really could at least get kind of a document where. That can be the, the so-called roadmap, uh, no pun intended for what I write, but, you hmm. know, for how to get this done. So that's kind of where I fall on this right now.
1: What? Why was Worcester, their $90 million bond in 2002, why, why was, I mean, I'm looking at, well, they have the woosox but well, why was that a disaster for the city?
3: Over, uh, I think the challenge, the biggest challenge was they had a, um, their, their interest, their projected uh, rate of return on investment was too high. And then the interest rate was actually too high for the bond. Whereas Providence, the big difference is Providence is a, um, thinks that they can get this, the interest rate on the bond at about 4%. They think they can return 7%. That gives, basically wiggle room. So if you have a bad year that, that you might be able to, to, to work it out. The problem is, and it's, it's one the city has not done a good job explaining is if you, ta- if you borrow $700 million tomorrow yep. and you deposit it all into the pension fund, what happens if the market takes a hit you know, three weeks from now. Right. Uh, because you could have a, a massive fall right away and then never be able to recover it even over the long term. It's a it's a difficult thing. The thing is, is that there are financial experts out there that could structure this in a way to, you know, maybe absorb some hits or to make it work kind of in a in a more sound way. So there's there are ways to do this. The question is, is providence with its current leadership, have the ability to kind of get all of that done on top of actually getting it passed. And the problem, the answer is no, right? Providence does not have the expertise to be able to do this. It doesn't have the clout in the state to be able to do this. And so, you know, that's again, why I think you, you look at this and, you know, you kind of can, if you're the treasurer, Seth Magazine, or if you're Dan McKee, you know, you're running for governor against Mara Lorza, you know, what you could do is almost have a twofer. Next year, you could say, yeah, we're going to really look at this. We're going to kind of take control of the Providence Pension Fund. So Alorza doesn't get a win out of it, but it also could potentially benefit Providence in the long run for the next mayor and the next mayor and the next mayor after that. So it, it seems to make some sense. I do hear some rumblings already. I mean, the story is only up for a couple hours, but huh. uh, I, you know, I, I hear that there is probably going to be some for, some sort of a commission um, the the mayor is now talking about potentially putting this on the ballot wow. uh, for a special election in the fall, which would be really interesting because it would be non-binding, so it would just be, you know, what do the Providence voters think? But there's lots of movement here. It's just not going to get done before the lawmakers go, you know, go home. Essentially, what something probably by the end of next week.
1: McGowan, you write what kind of and you say in theory, question what kind of concessions are the city's public employees, unions, especially the firefighters, willing to make in exchange for having the pension secured once and for all? I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say their initial response is I mean, you tell me, are they willing to make any concessions? Because I think that the reaction would be like, no, we're not making any concessions.
3: Well, th- that's always the starting place, right? Yeah. Not, not just concessions, we want more, right? The one thing that the mayor has kind of up his sleeve is he negotiated uh, a pretty reasonable contract with the Providence police officers recently, and the police officers did agree to go all the way up to 14% of their income that they, that they contribute toward their pension. That's the most in the state. Uh, it's a, it was a, really, in some ways, kind of a breakthrough. Now, they got, raise, they got fairly large raises as well, but, you know, it's a wash and it helps their pensions going forward the the uh firefighters contribute far less than that i think they're around 10 or 11 percent um and and now you know you could say look there's precedent here the, the police did this you know we could really use it the trouble is that mayor lorza hasn't even begun negotiations with the firefighters Yeah. Uh, and remember he had a knockdown drag out fight with them years ago uh he he probably doesn't even have to negotiate with them again their contract ends sometime next year i believe but the truth is you could kick it for the next mayor you could do lots of things and so you know does this is where the 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 problem of kind of the way mayor functions comes into all of this it's you know it's one thing to say we want to borrow all this money but you got to show to to state leadership to i think to voters to lots of folks that you're willing to fight in other areas. I think concessions, uh, you know, w- when it comes to the public employees, makes a lot of sense. You know, how much control are you willing to give up? Remember, there's all these spots on these, you know, obscure boards that mayors get to appoint them, uh, you know, their friends to, things like that, that they have big says over, you know, where they invest their money. I mean, literally, the Providence Board of Investment meets every month, and they, they literally discuss, you know, hey, this, maybe we should invest more here. Maybe we should do this. So giving up some of that kind of authority and power um, isn't really appealing for a lot of, you know, pro- a mayor or city council members, but you got to show something. You got to give something to get $700 million. They just haven't been willing to do that just yet.
1: Hey, McGowan, many times a homeowner, suddenly they have a leak. Guy comes out and says, listen, you need a new roof. I can patch it for now. But at some point in the next couple of years, you're going to br- need a brand new roof. Many homeowners will say, just patch it. And then who knows if we're going to be living here at that time. That- that's the problem with the pension system. It's- it- is, I think it just stays floating until, unfortunately, it comes crashing down.
3: Couldn't have said it better myself. That's, yeah. a- that's exactly the problem. And the thing is, the hard part right now is, for, for the mayor at least, is go back – a decade ago, you know, yep. when Angel Taveras was able to get some things yes. done in the pension system, he, he, had a, he had a gun to his head, so to speak, or the city's yeah. right? He closed schools. He, you know, he had real financial problems. Category 5 fiscal hurricane. Everybody remembers that. Right now in Providence, you have very kind of hypothetical problems. So, right. you know, it's not like the mayor is raising taxes every year. He actually isn't, right? It's not like you're seeing your trash service not picked up uh, now, you are seeing rising crime, things like that, but, you know, you, you aren't seeing a a real, like, yeah. daily change yet. And if you had some of that, if suddenly the mayor said, we're going to have to go trash pickup, you know, once every two weeks, right? people would actually feel it. And then they would say, okay, time to do something about the pension system. Now, yep. not something they should do necessarily, but... When you don't have those tools, that ability to kind of lean over the people, it just becomes kind of this weird numbers game that, that doesn't affect most people in the city.
1: That's right. And I do remember that whole thing with uh, at the time, in real time, uh, Angel Tavares. They brought they even met with uh, Judge Flanders, who had yep. then handled the Central Vols bankruptcy. And my understanding was it was Governor Chafee that would not allow... Mayor Tavares was fully prepared to place the city in bankruptcy, and he had every reason in the window of opportunity to do it because of the whole David Cicilline, we expected a Category 3, we got a Category 5, boom. And and my understanding was Governor Chafee would not allow them to do it. Interesting.
3: So, one, one thing that's yeah. interesting now, so I think your your track there is right. The thing that is interesting now is you know in hindsight 10 years later angel taveras former you know the former mayor is very proud of what he is that that, that what he got done and he would say now he would say no 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 bankruptcy no bankruptcy but you're right Mm. you know again when you're in trouble and you have that ability you know you have the ability to call up bob flanders to you know even do something that you're that you know you're not going to do right call a press conference on the steps of the bankruptcy court and say you know we're one step away from filing for bankruptcy um, when you can't do that, when people kind of will laugh you out of the room on it, uh, you then don't have really any leverage to get anything done because everybody just says, wait a minute, I th- every year you seem to run all these surpluses. You've got all this federal money coming in. Well, what's the problem? And and that is the bigger problem.
1: Yeah. He also then made an enemy with then Congressman David Cicilline. And, and when it the debt got repaid was when Eric Hires was handling Gina Romano's right. campaign in 2014. And he had a score to settle with Mayor Angel Tavares. That's Ferris. exactly right. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DiPietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MIGA, M-E-G-A, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer
2: Repair.
1: That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J. Canel Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have Central Air for your home? Call J. Canel Engineering today, 401 351 7600 Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, J.K.L., they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call J.K.L., 401-351-7600. For 54 years, J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L., they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. for For Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600 401 351 7600 It's J. Cal Engineering. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. You know, Dan, each politician from time to time can uh can catch some bad headlines or story here and there. But boy, uh Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, it's tough to know: are you in the center of the storm? Is it the end of the storm? But I, I just I, I don't remember the last time we've seen someone, no one actually on a national stage uh, going going through this type of turbulence with his whole Bailey's Beach Club.
3: Couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it, I can only think of in my time as a reporter, the only time any of our members of Congress have had any real trouble in any way was 2012 Cicilline's reelection. Right. The only time that you had a. Uh, you know, a, a real chance where you might lose and, you know, where, again, we were talking before the city's finances, things like that we're, were a problem, but this is a whole different level. And you know what, I mean, there are lots of ways to, I think, look at this story and sort of how it has played out. The bottom line is it's completely legitimate to be yes. asking the senator you know about his ties to this club. Now he maintains it is not a you know there's not a, a rule that says no people of color allowed. But you know I, I've read a lot. There's been lots of national coverage that says you know would we treat a president Trump the same way? Would you treat yeah. any you know Mitch McConnell the same way? The answer very clearly is no. Um, right.
1: Or how about Judge Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett?
3: Of course. Good. Very yes. very good point. Now. The flip side is what, what's really interesting is I'd love to be a, a fly in the wall sort of in his war room because what you're seeing, I think you noticed this uh, last night a little bit, uh, mm. you're starting to see, you know, uh, what seems to be kind of a concerted effort from friends and allies to kind of come to his defense. You've seen uh, both, both Congressman Langevin and Cicilline uh, came out in, in support uh, of the senator. I think yeah. Cicilline was very direct about it. Um, uh, Jack Reed just released a statement to me saying that, you know, he support, he doesn't know much about the club, but he, he supports his, you know, his friend and colleague in the Senate. Uh, I think I saw Aaron Regenberg, the former rep, you know, really kind of justify it and say, you know, mistakes can be made, but uh, the Senator's a fighter. So it, what you're, I think what you're going to see more of is, uh, this, this constant issue of the national press is going to pay very close attention and be very critical. But then locally here at home, you're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of people coming to his defense because, you know, they would say they know him, they like him. They also don't want to cross, you know, cross swords in some way. So it's going to be, you asked, you know, where are we in the storm? I don't think we're, we're through it by any means. I I would say it's still in the middle of that storm.
1: Yeah. And Dan McGowan, just to go back to, I mean, you, you worked. I remember you broke the story about the Dean Essendon uh, booze party at Go Local. Uh, and, but Kate Nagel, she was pretty much MIA during the pandemic. Uh, Josh Fenton, he was the only one doing the Go Local Live. I, it just was one of the things that strikes me is where is the senator's staff as she approaches him on Friday? And I don't see anyone even in the clip. I don't see anyone next to him that that was a very unguarded moment that she suddenly had direct access to him
3: yeah and, and by the way i mean the the way for this is to bring people you know this but to bring listeners kind of on the inside of how a lot of this stuff works the, usually all these people have multiple you know press secretaries oh, and yeah. staffers around them and you know i worked at go local as, as you said i you know was there for a couple of years uh, the go local reputation very simply tabloidy right it's new york post type work and when i was you know there and i would have to you know go confront someone i remember once confronting gina ramundo about something you know you get kind of pushed away right you get people kind of uh, like kind of sick you on you and 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 try to you know divert you in a in a you know in in a different way and try to push you away um that happens by the way with with other reporters too but particularly with go local and in this case you're right i think uh you know, for, I don't know if he let his guard down. I was stunned both by, I mean, look, this has been a story for a couple of years. We've known
2: about but, it. But I, what he
1: said, that's right. which was, you know, I mean, he didn't deny it. He didn't say in the timeout, it's not an all-white club. And exactly. he also, the long-standing Rhode Island tradition, his own words, I think that's the problem with those that are trying to defend him is, I mean, and I can separate. I mean, obviously he was friendly with President Obama. I see no indication at all that he's a racist, but you, you can't just, you know, and I think as your other former colleague, Ted said, this is where, you know, the Yankee blue blood meets the progressive. You mm-hmm. can't just talk the talk. You know, he's talking about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Black Lives Matter. And then on the weekend, he's sitting there on, on a Saturday, having a lobster roll at the all white Bailey's beach club. Well, I, I, I mean, you can't have it both
3: ways. I think this was in my, in my now competitor in the Herald today, there's a, there's a column that you know this is a i think it's pretty apt it's a it's a good point you know the the democrats particularly senators but i think the democratic party has a real problem when it comes to elitism right yes. and and senator whitehouse is the elite of the oh, elite He's uh, privilege
1: of privilege
3: yeah and so he, th- there is this there you know very real challenge and you know what they're, they're what's fascinating is well while, while getting lots of defense from some of the politicians and people who want to be close to him you're seeing the kind of the black lives matter crowd be very critical and it almost it almost serves as like a a fracture within rhode island now does it does it leave an opening i mean here's where i say politically i think it's a challenge uh for anybody else is it would be hard i think you would agree for a republican to come in and try to paint Sheldon Whitehouse as the yeah. you know anti-immigrant or anti-black Correct. he's uh, not he's no, not a racist right I think you could see some sort of you know attempt to primary but Sheldon Whitehouse I think he's tough to beat I think it's one of those things that he's just he's going to be embarrassed for a little while he's, he's going to yeah. have to you know he'll survive the storm but he's going to be embarrassed. Tim McGowan also
1: I, I know that the, the Globe is uh, Boston Globe has reached out to get folks speaking to him at the Boston Globe. It's amazing. I mean, and and his wife, by the way, Sandra, Sandra Whitehouse, who, from what I understand, is like you know almost like running the club in some way. And I don't mean like a manager. I mean she kind of has the run of the place right. and there quite a bit. She was the connection. She was the volunteer on the committee on the commerce for Biden and Governor Raimondo. There has been no pushback on that. But I just don't see how unless they want to disavow and walk away from the club has it surprised you that bailey's has not issued some kind of a statement to either defend him or you know you expect some kind of in the parking lot a couple of members of color to step forward
3: i would um, that's what that's the most surprising thing right yeah and that's where look there this is a it's a strange conversation for you and i to be having but the there is a difference between being, you know, a white only rule and being all white or mostly white or whatever, there, there's a difference there. It's not all that significant, but there is a difference. But it, if you had significant numbers of minorities here, if you had some sort of thing, to, you know, that you could say, you would think by now they'd have already come out and said, uh, yeah, yeah, I and mean, we'll, let, let us show you one. Here's our bylaws or whatever. And also, you know, here are four or five folks who, you know, who are willing to say, no, 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 what you're saying is not true. They have not done that yet. And the, the you know, I think Senator Whitehouse, this is where you get complacent uh, when you deal with the press. They're not used to dealing with a hostile press. And right. they, they think you can just, you know, not answer. And okay, so you don't answer in time to get on channel 10 news at six o'clock. And so, okay, it'll blow over because the next story will come. Well, not when Jake Tapper is, you know, covering you on CNN, right? They're going to yeah. go on air and tell you that the senator did this, and here, here are all the claims. And so, th- I think they're uh, they're really getting a run for their money right now because they're they're not used to this kind of attention.
1: Correct. And Dan McGowan, he his first response was to try sure. to clean it up and say. He started to go to the right wing. It's the right wings. And Kate Nagel is certainly not a right wing trying right. to attack. Exactly. Has nothing to do with, well, he's going after dark money. This has been kind of bubbling out there. To his credit, Judge Flanders did try during his campaign, but it, the world changed after That's right. last May with George Floyd. That's what really brought it up. But I remember in the late 80s, I was with a friend. We had dropped off right in Newport. They call it Reject Beach, is a patch of sand next to Bailey's (laughs) Park, but you can walk on. And I'd look across, and who's there, standing right there? It was almost like the Newport Zoo for the wealthy and elite. But there was Senator Claiborne Pell. I mean, I vividly remember That was the first time that I had up close and personal seen in Bailey's, by the way. It is beautiful. Um, I was told by someone that that does go there that uh, Michelle Kwan used to pop in from time to time when she was married to Clay Pell. But- you know that ended in divorce. From what I understand, Dan McGowan, it's it's more of there are people that are in the Newport area who would like to become members that they won't allow to become a member, such as, you know, the guy that came in from New York. He's got the um, a drain car museum. Right. He's bought yep. up a bunch of properties and so forth. But he really had a run for his money with the SEC. I've heard like the you know their reaction was absolutely no way. So it's not necessarily minus anything about color, but just the, the nature of Newport, boy, it's turned into that.
3: Well, that and way. the elite, I mean, just the, the, the elite over, element, the, the overall, yeah. Elite the elite of a, the
1: elite. Actually.
3: Yeah, it and, and Remember, I mean, it's, this is like you hear those stories about um, what was the country cl- club in Brookline that Tom Brady couldn't get into. Right. Like, right. These are things that uh, you know, the, the, the exclusivity is the only thing that matters about the club and that's you know and and again when it becomes this kind of issue uh you're right times have definitely changed you know a year later uh and and i don't think it's gonna go away i think he's gonna continue my guess is i guess i suppose i get to say this now because i'm a columnist is i I think he's gonna have to say he's severing ties and he's not gonna go there he can deal with not going to the beach club
1: right but then maybe the wife is still there. Right. I mean, I, it's, it's still a problem. You know, just uh, before I take a quick break, I remember years ago there was word that then developer Donald Trump was maybe going to buy in Newport. And the, the notion at that time was there were two places you checked first. One, you checked with Newport Country Club to make sure that you could get in, get a lock or be able to play golf there. And then the more important one was you wanted to make sure you could get into Bailey's. And I believe Trump was told you can join the golf club, but when you're not going to be a member at Bailey's. And then he never bought there. Folks, quick break. Much more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401 439 6028 yankee tree service 401 439 6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed Arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401 439-6028, 439 or online at YankeeTreeService.com.
2: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Naturals at Innabas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: While the pandemic rages on. You need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health. 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, Teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Mendon Roden, Cumberland. You can call her at 401 305. 3585 stop in and see Marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland right across from Davenport restaurant because remember it's your health stop in and see Marie at it's my health we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan uh, the Globe uh, has had tremendous coverage this week uh, especially with the tragedy that happened at Connecticut Point on Sunday and I want to give credit because the globe that I have seen was the only one that quoted the head of DEM pointing out the fact that there was certainly a language barrier played into the chaos on Sunday.
3: Yeah. I thought that, I and mean, then you were, you, I know you've pointed that out before. I thought oh, yeah. that was, first of all, I thought it was really important and, it is. Uh, and and something worth noting when an official is pointing out that, you know, yes, that's a bit, that, that is a challenge. And yeah, I mean, look, these things, I, I feel like they, they come in, in, waves or so to speak you know it's it seems like it every couple of years we have this kind of rush of of drownings and i mean good, god it's it, it's horrible but you're i mean we shouldn't hide from the fact that that could have been a factor um you know when you're when you're doing this now i mean the tragic thing is you, someone goes to help the the young girl and then he dies i mean it, it's just a tragedy all around but it should be covered in a way that that everybody understands kind of the full extent of the story Yeah, the way it was explained to me by a first responder was they couldn't figure out
1: who they were trying to be looking – they were looking for because because when they arrived at the beach, you had four people in the water. You had the girl, and then you had three men, one drowned, one's in critical. And and they told me without question until they could get a translator there, and people are hysterical, it played in. I don't understand other members of the media that didn't include that because I I don't know if it's a fear analogy, but I would say if there's a crash – and then that alcohol played a factor in some in some way. Um, I, I don't know how you leave that out. And especially a first responder said it, it would have been easier if they could have discerned quicker who exactly they were looking for. But moving on, um, your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick, also has what is your take on Governor McKee's has the state police looking into the head of the DMB, Bud Craddock, owning the building that had the unlicensed. Uh, massage Paula is this what, what, what do you what do you take of that What's you know I take thought, on
3: that? my take on it was the fur I, I thought it was kind of the this is who governor McKee is going to be at you know in, in his leadership role right anything that even remotely touches uh, you know, his administration, even if it's pretty distant, and, you know, Craddock has been there forever and is is generally well-respected, but, you know, I'm going to kick it to the state police because we want a full investigation. He's big on, we want a full investigation. We want a full audit. We want a full this. We want a full that. Uh, those are good things, but, uh, you know, you you would wonder, you know, this probably is fairly straightforward. It probably could just be a local investigation. Uh, if you'll want to, you know, tell the state police to, you know, make sure you, you look into this, you, you could have done it behind the scenes without kind of embarrassing the guy. Exactly. Uh, but, but, and, and I'm sure that's how Bud Craddock feels, right? I, I, would, I would venture to guess that he, he couldn't possibly be thrilled with the idea that now forever he is the state, you know, under investigation by the state police, even if he's completely cleared, right? Those stories don't go away. Former chief of police in Cranston.
1: Now, I've talked, I grew up right there in Edgewood. I grew up a quarter mile from there. I've talked to different landlords that said, come on, these people come in from out of town. They want to pay in cash, they'll pay above rent. They don't have a license. He didn't know what was going on. But as the governor said yesterday, but what, what stuck out to me was the fact that. He, he could have done it quietly, but right. he, you know, let everyone know that he did have the state police. I wonder if it's insurance to make sure it doesn't come back and in his in his run for governor. Uh, Dan McGowan, what's your thought on uh, Governor McKee at a very successful fundraiser? Boy, they just keep getting bigger and bigger.
3: Yeah, b- those are big numbers. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a sign. Look, incumbency matters uh, above almost anything else in, in these things because make no mistake about it you know, people hate to hear this, but it's absolutely true. There are folks out there, lots of folks who have to give to the governor of Rhode Island. Yep. They have to give to the speaker of the house. They have to give in many cases to the mayor of Providence. Um, and that's sort of a long running you know, precedent. And they feel like it's the right thing to do because of business interests and things like that. And what, what governor McKee is doing is just he's being relentless about it. In fact, I don't know if you saw this, John. He I'd never seen this. His uh his fundraiser was advertised in the Providence Journal. Um no, I didn't know that. Yeah, advertised in the journal, which I've I've never seen a political fundraiser like that. Now that remember, separate from editorial, that was literally he paid for an ad to do it. But uh I'd never seen anything like that. He he knows he has to raise a lot of money because there is no doubt that Treasurer Magaziner is going to raise plenty. Certainly, Mayor Lorza and Nelly Gorbey are going to raise enough to run. But really, he's knocking heads with the treasurer, and the treasurer has similar abilities to raise lots of money because all the folks that have any sort of investment or interest in the pro- in in their in pension funds and in things like that all want to give, and that's a long-running you know issue for for treasurers. So. Um, yeah, he. I think he's going to have to be really relentless about it. I'll be. I'm so interested. I mean, look, the the end of the quarter is June 30th, so we'll know by the end of July how much money he raised. This will be the real test, the real first quarter of his full, you know, tenure as governor, where we'll really know how, you know, how much money is he able to raise simply by being the governor of Rhode Island.
1: I'm hearing more people on board with him. I think it was significant Joe Paolino said yep. he's going to support him. Uh, a big-time political insider, he compared him and said he's, he's like a, a Joe Garrahi, yes. which is a good sign for Governor McKee. Um, I, I think the, the weekly press briefings are helping him as well. Finally, Dan McGowan, you wrote a good piece, All the Rhode Island Connections to the New York City Mayor's Race. Andrew Yang, who attended Brown, who also had that famous picture of being at TF Green Airport yep. with the Dells and the straw. He has gone down to defeat. My question for you is with Eric Adams seemingly now, not sure, but seemingly the winner, what does this do for the defund the police crowd? Because the progressive in that race is going to, I think going to end up coming in third. Right. But what does this do for some of these defund the police type politicians?
3: Well, it's it, it's interesting. It, it it may embolden them in some ways, right? You're going to become more aggressive uh to you know to oppose the mayor remember for a lot of activists um it's almost more fun and easier and better publicity to have a person to fight right it's 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 easier to be fighting with the mayor than to have endorsed the mayor because then when the mayor disappoints you 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 have this awkward position so in some ways i think it it emboldens them i think In New York City, it looks like several Democratic socialists are going to win city council seats. And so, you know, this that thing is not going away. Now, the broader question, though, is what you know, what does this mean for the electorate? Right. And and I do think you're seeing scenarios where, uh, you know, I think Providence next year will be a really good example. If you continue to have crime now, I don't think you're going to see a strong candidate emerge. Uh, you know that that is a police officer I, we know representative Ray Hull, has, Ray Hull has, right. has thought about it not sure he's the most viable candidate not sure he mm. can raise the money to do it what you will start to see though is the the candidates who are you know kind of the leading people uh, you're going to see at least some of them start to go a little tougher on crime I think I think you'll start to see conversations about you know we need to add to the police and we need to do that you know the the dirty secret in providence right now is behind the scenes is a lot of providence police officers certainly the union um they'd like to see brett smiley be be the mayor i think that's the the general consensus. i've heard that they think he's he's kind of the most reasonable uh in some ways he's the most conservative though he's would have their back that's right he'd have their back and so I think that's going to be really interesting, but it's really going to shape out, you know, when you start to see widespread elections. You know, I think in Buffalo last night, the second largest city in New York, uh, a defund the police sort of pro-socialism person won the mayor's seat. So, oh, wow. you know, you are going to start. I, I think this this conversation isn't going away, but it is. I mean, when you see violence and that's that's what ser- helped Eric Adams surge. Right. New York has been has had re- a yes. real tough time. And, and he,
1: seemingly decided it. That's yeah. right.
3: I think it was the I think it was the number one factor. So it was weird. I'm I'm hedging. It's it's on one hand, I don't think it's going away. The the defund movement. On the other hand, it's not always gonna win because voters no. are gonna say, wait a minute, I want someone who's pro law enforcement yes. as the mayor.
1: He's gonna carry a gun.
3: That's right.
1: <laughs> and now it's him against Mike. I know Curtis Lewa very well. I've worked with Curtis many years ago. It's gonna be it's seemingly we'll see, still have a uh, ways to go. Folks, each uh, five days a week. I start off the day, I read Roadmap. It is terrific. It's must-read. Uh, it's free. It arrives right in my uh, inbox, and it comes from the person you're hearing, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I would like you, if you don't mind, to extend this offer to anyone who happens to be listening right now.
3: Yeah, if you're listening right now, very simple thing to do. Just send me an email to rinews@globe.com. at globe.com. You don't have to write anything. I'll know what it is. RInews. At globe.com and john described it better than i could it's it's every day every it's weekday. Great. you're gonna get you're gonna get new stuff from me sometimes it's a scoop sometimes it's analysis sometimes it's just something interesting that's happening you get all of our stories my columns all the stories in the globe that are kind of the most read and the most talked about and then a very quick rundown of what's happening today you know we're soon we're gonna have a budget vote in where's the governor things like that takes five minutes to read completely free so RI News. At globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow.
1: game McGowan of the Boston Globe. Great job, and we will talk to you again.
3: Thanks so much, John. Have a good one.
1: Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. Mega Logistics,
0: 401-431-2300. I can breathe clearly now. My mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see. Gone is the vouchy mask I had to wear. My lungs will be full, 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 full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of beautiful air.
1: It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control, your best lawn ever. Guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025.